Welcome to Soulfully Diffused, where we talk a little bit about life and love, body, mind, soul, and oils. This is Amy. Hey guys, and it's Ashley here. This is episode number two of our second season. Woohoo! We made it, and we showed up for another episode. Yay! <laughs> Not just welcome back episode. Um, <laughs> this going. is Yeah, we're going to try. <laughs> I think we'll have more time for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because this episode is going to be um, very personal for Amy and I, and we're going to share some life stuff. Yes. And then maybe give some pointers. Yeah. Some tips. Some tips that we've learned along the way. Yeah. So if you're wondering if you should stick around, I mean, obviously you should, but we're calling this episode Stepping Into Fear. And if you're not sure what that means, then you probably should stick around. Yeah. Because we're not talking about like a watching The Walking Dead or something. Although that is frightening also. (laughs) And you should watch because it's a decent show. And I don't know if it is anymore. (laughs) That's a lie. Yeah, I don't I don't really have much to comment on about that. You don't like scary stuff, do you? No. No. I can watch that. You can watch The Walking yeah, Dead. I can't watch like horror movies. We watched one the other night called The Quiet Place and yep. you so can't already, make a sound or something kills you. Yeah. And they're just from the title I They're know about I won't to have watch. a baby in this world where you can't make sound oh, well, or that's you a die. Great idea. Yeah. Anyway, we had to turn it off because the stream wasn't working very well, and I don't know what's going to happen. Take that as a sign. I know. I should. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's not the topic. fear we're talking about. No, that is the wrong type of fear that we are not talking about. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we're actually going to talk about stepping into fear in terms of kind of big life stuff. Um Whether it's, you know, starting a relationship or a business or having kids or moving. Or ending. Or ending a relationship. Yeah. Or like, you know, putting the bookmark on something. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. Bookmark, bookend. Yeah. Or both. Or both. Sometimes it, maybe it's just a bookmark. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bookend. Yeah. So this is coming up huge um, for me right now, uh, which we can get to. Yeah. <laughs> in a moment. <laughs> uh, why do you want to talk about stepping into fear? Well, you're making me go first. Yeah, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk a little bit about my story. Um, I feel like there's been more than one time in my life where I've kind of had to do that, but just one that really stands out and kind of goes along with just everything that's going on in both of our lives right now and the transitions that are happening. Um, so a few years ago now, that was five years ago. Um, I had been working as a high school teacher and I, um, I just really kind of knew after a couple of years that it wasn't really, um, where I wanted to be. My thing was, I didn't, I didn't hate teaching. There were things that I really do still love about teaching. Um, but I like doing different things and I like change. Um, I do, but I don't, that's kind of goes along (laughs) with, it kind of goes along with fear. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but, um, 
I don't like things to be kind of stagnant and I don't like feeling stuck in a place. And with teaching, um, that's kind of what it is. It's like you're a teacher and unless you want to move into administration, that's kind of where you're at. And a lot of teachers do that and they're teachers for 30 years or however long they decide to stay. And, and I mean, that's great. That's something that a lot of people want and that wasn't what I wanted. And so I decided, um, to leave kind of, um, and just kind of pursue more of what I was passionate about and gave that up and went back to school and took a really big chance. And now I'm kind of heading up the end of that journey. really long journey. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go right to school? Or, like, did you research what you wanted to do? I had or? already no. I already knew that this was, um, like, nutrition was an area that I was interested in. Um, I did take time to kind of start looking. I toyed around with a couple of ideas. Um, but really, nutrition was just what I was passionate about. And that education component is still really there in in being a dietitian in the world of nutrition, um, because people are always looking to learn, right? Um, so I liked that aspect of it, but nutrition and food is what I was passionate about. And ultimately I just decided, you know, like that's what I'm going to be happy doing. And luckily I have a very supportive husband who was happy to support me in that decision. And he mm -hmm. has been ever since. Yeah. So what made you decide, like, because it's one thing to be like, okay, that's the program, I'm going to do it. But, like, what was happening emotionally? <laughs> this is a counseling well, it session. Is, it is. It's, it, it's hard to, a lot of it is you kind of, like, um, worry about, like, what are people going to say? What are people going to think? And I will tell you everyone gives me their opinion. Even oh, still, sure. people say, well, why would you leave, like, such a lucrative career in teaching? Like, teachers get paid well. Teachers have the summers off. Like, why would you do that? Why would you leave in that? Canada. Yeah, why would you leave that <laughs> and go back? Uh, why would you leave that and go back to school? And why would you, like, what, are, what were you thinking? Um, so that is a fear. And then it's taking a risk, right? It's kind of losing the years that I've now put into the school board here and I'm starting from scratch again, um, toying with the idea of having my own business where there's so many uncertainties. But for me, it's just, I have to keep thinking about what, like, what do I want for me and for my family and what's going to make me happy at the end of the day when I come home mm -hmm. or during the day when I'm at home. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and I mean, we'll get more into like actually taking the actionable steps to do yes. those things. Yeah, because it wasn't like I in now I can talk about it just as is, right? I can say, oh yeah, like I just decided to go back to school. Yeah. That's <laughs> not at all how it no. happened. Um, if we could like dear diary you at the time. Right. But I know I, I did. I went through a lot of kind of back and forth and had my moments where I was like, okay, universe, like show me a sign. I remember specifically saying to my husband, um, cause I ended up having an interview for, um, another long-term uh, teaching position. 
Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go for this interview. And if I don't get this interview, then I'm going to take that as the sign that this is not where I'm meant to be. I'm meant to go back to school and do that. And so that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Why did you rely on signs? For that assur- like that reassurance, yeah. right? Yeah. You trusted that it would show yeah. up. I trusted the universe. Yeah. Yeah. I just think a lot of people don't like I, I I you know, I'm totally on board with that. But I think sometimes people just don't pay attention to those things yeah. or they're f- afraid. There's yeah. fear yeah. about listening to what's going to pop yeah. up for you. And really, like that was years ago. That was even before I've become a lot more aware and kind of in tune with those things. So I'm really proud of myself that I did it at the time. But yeah, I literally had said, okay, this is going to be my sign. Like mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm going to go in. I'm still going to do my best. It's not like I went in and purposely blew the interview because I was like, well, if I do that, then, then it's okay. Yeah. I'll um, give myself the sign. Yeah. It just, it wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't the right fit or whatever for whatever reason. Um, because, and, and I honestly think that cause like every other teaching interview I've had, I got the job. So yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of my sign that that wasn't where I was meant to be. And I took that and yeah, I've met so many people too in like this journey of going back to school and, and changing careers that I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that not being the situation. Like some of the friends that I've made and the people that I've met, um, yeah, it would suck if I had never done that because <laughs> I wouldn't know them. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's very true. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Where are you at with fear now, though? Because now you're ending. Yeah, so I have more fear now. Yeah, like we're at the <laughs> now we're at the bookend. Yeah, yeah. So that was the beginning, and now is the end. Um, yeah. So there's there are more things. Something just came up a few weeks ago where. I was offered a job and ended up having to a job for when I finish my my internship and ended up having to turn that down and that's scary too because after all this all of this yeah. going back to school like how ridiculous would that be to turn down the first job offer that I get mm-hmm. but it just didn't it wasn't some I had to, I had to really sit down and talk through it and think about it and really just came to the conclusion that um it doesn't it wasn't something that can align with the life that I want going forward and that's really important at this point but that's still scary to turn that down and think like those automatic thoughts everyone has them right but I think a lot of it is learning to um realize that those are things that you're just making up in your mind. So if you think like I've offered, I'm offered this job and I turn it down that there's not going to be any other jobs. Yeah. Like I'm not going to find the yeah. right job. So why don't I just take a job? Yeah. But just I'm making that up. Yeah, yeah. That's just something I'm making up in my mind. Yeah. And so being able to kind of recognize that and just push those thoughts aside, I think um, is something that we all need to kind of work at. I think, like, because I was along with you for that decision and Mm -hmm. that ride through that, I think a lot of it, too, is that we don't give – I think we've talked about this on here before, but we don't give enough credit to, like, our gut instinct and and your intuition. And 
you know when it feels right and when it doesn't. And that's scary too, that there's some part of our body that like physically gives us a cue for something and paying attention to it can be scary and not paying attention to it can be scary. So I think that also like knowing in your gut, which is also connected to your heart that like that wasn't the right fit was is part of the equation for anything that right. scares you. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely I think as you said it can be scary to to listen to it, but I think it's scarier not to. Mhm. Cuz if you if you don't have that trust in like your own self and how you re- like how you are reacting to something, then like what do you trust? What do you put your faith into? Yeah. So what about you? <laughs> She's putting it off. <laughs> For my it's been fear. a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. Yeah, um, I did something super scary and quit one of my jobs. Um, not just any job. It's no, not like the it's not like my, it's not like my paper route. <laughs> um, so for those of you who know me, you'll you'll know this insanity of what I've been doing. Um, but if you don't welcome, uh, (laughs) so, uh, four years ago, I graduated with my master's in counseling psychology and I've been working part-time for these last four years, minus a year of my leave, but, um, running a private practice just two days a week out of, um, a little town near, nearby. Um, and it's been good. Um, amongst that, I have been at one of my jobs for almost a decade. And when I think, when I really think of what a decade means, that means that I was like 23 yeah. years old when I started this job. That's crazy. <laughs> um, So this was right around the time of the kind of like the recession. It was really hard to find a job. I was living on my own like for the past like year or so and got this job. It's an administrative job with a hearing aid company, which is like the furthest thing that I ever thought I would be doing in my entire life. Other than it was like, wow, I have a steady paying job (laughs) and I have learned so much working there. Um, I've made like really great friends. I've gotten friends jobs there. (laughs) (laughs) I've developed professional skills and worked on my interpersonal skills. Like when I think of the way I acted in the beginning and how much nicer of a person I am now (laughs) and how much more patient I am. Um, Yeah, and among that, that job allowed me to step into one of my own fears also, which was going back to school and doing that master's degree because I knew that I didn't want to be sitting behind that desk forever. But then when I was done, it was kind of like my security blanket. And your Prince Charming. My Prince Charming that was like always there to rescue me, right? The paycheck was always there regardless of how many clients I saw at my private practice. My bonus structure was there. My annual party was there. My friends were there. 
it's a job that I am really good at and comfortable. It's super comfortable. Still is. I actually feel like I will probably still stop in just to have lunch because it's super comfortable or if I have to go to the bathroom or something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a big deal. So the last few months, a lot has happened with my private practice. I had an opportunity to work with another counselor in London and she was like, you need to build your practice in London. And it's funny because this is someone I know in a, in a different way and that's kind of a long story. But And so for someone that doesn't really know me that well in this particular realm of life to like be pushing me and, you know, trying to get me outside my comfort zone and develop my practice was kind of crazy, but thank goodness for her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, London got really busy and I, at the start it well, it's been a long time coming. I think I've had it on my goal list for a while to quit this, my job. Yeah. It's been there for a while. It's been there for a while, but the start of the year I had it in my head that I'd be gone by March. Um, and then that didn't happen cause I couldn't just walk away with nothing and I wasn't doing anything else. And then March became like, okay, by my birthday, which yes, was, I, I did hear that a few times. Yep. Which was the end of May. And that I feel like kind of got the ball rolling. I had a job interview um, for a counseling position that I actually didn't end up taking because it didn't feel right. It didn't fit my family yes. structure It was going to kind of throw a bit of chaos into our lives and some uncertainty that I didn't like. Uh, So I turned it down and I stayed at my job a little longer. And right before we went on holidays, I had the opportunity presented to me that I could either um, sublease an office or take over completely an office in London. And everyone at work knew because I was all in a tizzy about it. And (laughs) I do like to talk and share and get get advice from people, um, especially a lot of my coworkers who are wise sometimes. And yeah, so they kind of knew about it. And then I went to the Bahamas and then it was like, Steve and I were like, no, we're not talking about anything. We're enjoying our week off. And I was like, but really like we could talk and there's no Mason. And there's no two-year-olds. No interruption. Interrupt and scream at us. Nope. But nope, that was our ground rule. And two days after we got home, we were able to go look at one of the offices and I was like, I want to do this. And then a couple days later, I found out that I wasn't quick enough to take that office. Um, and I was crushed, like so crushed. And I think that was a really big indicator that I needed to find a way to do this somehow And so I worked out another plan and I put my notice in on Monday, this week, last week, last week, last Monday, no, last Tuesday, I gave my notice at my work after almost a decade. Yeah. So I'm walking away from knowing what goes into my bank account every other Friday. I'm walking away from extra income when I work really hard. I'm walking away from culture and connection and coworkers. And I'm going to go try and build a private practice by myself four and a half days a week. That's really scary. (laughs) 
<laughs> now I'm really proud of you for finally quitting. Thank you. <laughs> I'm proud of myself too. And it's, you know, I think like my favorite part of this, I'm hoping there'll be a different favorite part, which is that I'm wickedly successful. But right now my favorite part is that Everyone I tell, it's funny when you were saying that you get like opinions and judgments and I was actually really prepared for that because I have a kid, I have daycare payments, a mortgage, a car, I have like shit to buy. Yeah. And I was really expecting a lot of reactions, especially from the like quote unquote responsible people in my life. (laughs) Um, And Every single person has said, congratulations, you're going to do awesome. Yeah. Like, nobody has said, what are you thinking? <laughs> I think, yeah, from people that you know, right? Yeah, like from, time yeah, from like old school friends that, yeah. you know, I've, we've kept in touch and I've let them know what I've been doing and Actually, some of my coworkers don't even know that I quit yet. <laughs> Everyone will know in a couple weeks when I see them at the party. But, um, yeah, from them to, you know, like, my parents were, like, perfect. Like, you're going to do amazing. And another friend was like, I have no doubt that you're going to rock this. And, like, just hearing that, I'm like, okay, that's that's nice. <laughs> what when you took your note when you were taking your notice in like physically? What did that actually feel like? Um I think I was just more excited yeah. to share something with them that I like again, I'm an open book and for me to keep secrets <laughs> is really hard and I there wasn't really there was maybe like a small fraction of me that was like, I hope that they say, you know, if it doesn't go well, don't worry, we'll hold your spots. <laughs> Do you think at that point, kind of the, the fear, not that the fear has gone away, because there's still probably, there is a lot of uncertainty, but like, do you think at that point there was, and we're going to talk about this, but like kind of that um, switch we talked about, or we're going to talk about this, how like just kind of, um, looking at fear from a different perspective, yeah. like looking at it as excitement. Yeah. I think that's the only way I was able to make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. I th- think that it's, I mean, it's still based in fear. Like, I don't like saying that cause it makes it sound like I'm like, eh. I think it's all still based in fear like at the root level of it. Yeah. But when I look at like what developed from that, it's all positive. Like it's excitement and it's determination and it's curiosity. Yeah. (laughs) But I think like we give fear this label, but I think really fear is all of those things. Yeah. I think so too. Fear is like the big picture. Yeah. And it's it's kind of made up of a bunch of little things. It's usually just unknown. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we create fear because we, as we mentioned before, we make up these stories yeah. about like what could happen. Yep. But if we make up stories of what could happen that are amazing things, yeah, then we wouldn't really be fearful of it. I think that's a really big part of it for me anyway. I I really have been focusing on like the dialogue that I'm having with myself Mm -hmm. about the situation and 
you know, I read, like, I read a lot of stuff about, you know, staying connected to yourself and, and talking to yourself positively and just picturing things in like a better, a better light. And so in my mind, I'm just picturing, like, I'm picturing working Mondays and like letting Mace have some time with his grandparents in the morning and then having my afternoon with him. And I'm picturing what that's like. Yeah. And I'm picturing having flexibility in my schedule to be able to do the things that I want to do or see Steve more often when he's working, you know, wonky shifts or, um, just every time I see a client, every time, no matter how difficult the session is, uh, as soon as I'm done, I'm like, this is exactly what I want to do. And I'm supposed to be doing, I just, it just feels right. And I know a lot of people don't have like, you know, that's not to say that you have to have that in everything you're doing, but I think just picturing that feeling on repeat is what allows me to move from like a place of being scared to just trusting that this is going to work and I'm going to find a way to make it work. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then check back with you in season three. (laughs) It's going to work. It is going to (laughs) work. I'm just being self-deprecating. Which is what we're trying not to do. (laughs) I know. I like to make fun of myself sometimes, though. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on. So that's a big one. It's a huge, like, mother-effing big one for me. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Life's life's really going to change for me. Yeah. Yeah, I've had the job the entire time I've been married, entire time I've been a mom. So it's gonna change things up. Yeah, yeah, but I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited, and it's nice. Like I've, I've got this lease signed till the fall, so it kind of gives me. It wasn't as scary because I didn't sign like a two year lease, right? Right. Yeah. It's, it gives me a really good chunk of time to see what this looks like and <laughs> Steve and I agreed if it, if anything I'll go get a job at like Starbucks or something because I love their coffee and they probably <laughs> pay decent perfect I'll see you there <laughs> I got a backup plan when I come to buy my coffee yeah free exactly. You, work there. <laughs> exactly you can just come to my house now because I've mastered the cinnamon dolce latte yeah. at home I tried it once oh crushing it daily <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that's life with us lately. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like maybe let's just kind of pull it back and talk about just that all of kind of the steps in general, like how to how to overcome fears like these because same thing, like you didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to quit my job. All right, here's my notice, right? I'm not going to lie. If, it, if I didn't, if I wasn't 33 and married with a mortgage and a child, I might have done that. Right. Right? It de- really depends where you're at. Yeah. But, yes, I don't think most people dis- – like, if you are one of those people, oh, man, bless you. You <laughs> are living on the edge, and I love it. Yeah. But this girl likes to tiptoe to the edge, <laughs> get a real good and glimpse, a, and then decide. Then over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think we should talk about the steps of, of getting to that point. But I think that also what I, I wanted to mention real quick is like the last episode we were talking about becoming legit. 
Um, And this, I hope that explains a little bit of what we were talking about. Amy's wrapping up school and trying to decide what her professional life looks like. And I'm about to redefine the shit out of mine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Um, Yeah. So one one thing that you did mention um, was just kind of visualizing, right? So like visualizing what it's going to look like. Um, so I think that's a really important thing in like overcoming or stepping into your fear about something is being able to visualize what it's going to be like on the other side Mm -hmm. and getting away from those negative stories, creating the positive stories. Sometimes maybe you even have to write those things down. Like if I quit this job or if I take this job or if I move to this new place or if I have a end this relationship or if I have a baby, yeah. um, what is it, what are all of the amazing things that will happen on the other side of that? I think that's really good too. I think that fits with visualization and intention. Right. Yeah. Because I, in my mind, I'm like, what am I setting out to create and what do I want that to look like? Yeah. And then picturing what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I do think it's important to honor the negative feelings that you have too. Yeah. And I think that in the same idea, like writing down, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. Because a lot of times we're afraid of things in our head that we can't concretely like nail down. Yeah. Is concretely a word? I don't think that's a word. But, you know, I think if you put it on paper, it's like, okay, it's out of my head now and I can see what my fear is. Yeah. I can feel what my fear is. Yeah. And that's part of it too, right? It's just, um, acknowledging. Yeah. You just being have able to, to hear acknowledge it. Yeah. That that's what you're feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay to feel scared. <laughs> yeah. But I think a lot of what, what happens, um, is that when people feel fearful about something, um, is that they just avoid it, right? It's well, it's that fight or flight. Yeah, yeah. They they stay and they battle it. They run from it. They avoid it. Right. Or they detach completely from it. Yes. That's a huge part of it. And I think that you're you have to be really considerate about what it is your response is and recognizing what you're doing, right? So right. you see the fear, and what are you doing there? Yeah. That's like, am I turning away from it? Am I, am I frozen in place? Like, can I not do anything? I think that was a really big one for me. I felt really stuck Mm -hmm. because I was afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's important to pay attention to that. And I don't know, I think we kind of talked about, you and I talked about this beforehand and you were saying that you don't love change, but you also don't want to feel stuck. Right. Right. And I think that in that sense, you have to pay attention to that stuck feeling because it ultimately, if you're feeling lit up about something or you're enjoying yourself, Mm -hmm. right. Whether it's with a new person or with a new town or an adventure, whatever it is, not, you won't even question that stuck feeling, right. Right? right? I don't know. I I always feel like at the end of the day, things that are natural are are natural for yeah. a reason. Yeah, and I think kind of what I was trying to 
allude to is like, I, I, in some aspect, I don't like change because I know that when something is new and when things change, so like when you're starting a new job or when you're making um, a bit, like when you're making a big change like that in your life, it's scary. Like when you go into the first day of a new job, Mm -hmm. everybody's pooping their pants. Yeah. (laughs) But we talked about, um, taking that as a different perspective. So that's kind of what I mean is that I don't like it, but I do like it. Yeah. So you get those like knots in your stomach and you get kind of that. We were mentioning this too, the physiological response that you get um, because you're kind of fearful, but looking that looking at that from a different perspective and recognizing that instead as something like excitement or curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you can look at it from that perspective, I think it can be a lot more enjoyable. Absolutely. Than if you, um, you get only stuck. equate it with fear. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I had a I had a client share really. I, this is like one of the best explanations I've ever heard about anxiety, but I think it applies here too. And she said she was watching someone speak really eloquently about their anxiety, and they were saying that instead of so when they start to have an anxiety attack or a panic attack, and they can feel it in their body, instead of recognizing that as being a negative, it was, they decided to see it as their body's way of queuing them up for, you know, like, do I need to get somewhere safe? Do I need to take deep breaths? Do I need to go for a walk? Like using it as a, almost like a, you know, an internal siren, not, not necessarily a bad or a good one, but just a siren that says, Hey, something's going on that you need to pay attention to. Right. That's it. And I think that if we pay attention to fear cues in the same way that when we hear them, we don't just go into fight, flight, avoid, freeze, detach. We listen and we think, okay, there's something here I need to investigate. Yeah. Like if it feels this scary, what is this about? Yeah. That's interesting. It makes me think, I feel like maybe it was Tony Robbins or something that I was listening to and, um, he was talking about the difference in people who um, are, like, scared to go up in front of people to either perform or speak or whatever. And he talked to them about, like, what are your feelings of fear when that happens? And they talk about, like, the butterflies in their stomach and sweaty palms mm-hmm. and shaking. Their heart is racing. They're good. They feel anxious and that's they feel afraid. And then he spoke to people who were performers who get up on stage and that's what they do and he said to them how yeah what do you Mm -hmm. feel how do you know that that's where you're meant to be and they said oh I get butterflies in my stomach and I get a sweat sweaty palms and I get shaky and my heart's beating and I'm so excited the physiological response is the exact same yeah but it's how that person interprets it yeah it was literally the exact same in mm-hmm. how each of the people described the feeling. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. And I think, again, it kind of goes back to that like gut instinct thing. You just have to hear your body in a different way. Yeah. Like, I think, and listen. I think a lot of it is just paying attention to your mind and your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're kind of authoring 
like you were saying, you, you created your stories about what it would mean to go back to school and what people would think. And, and I mean, for that point, what other people think is none of our business. Right. <laughs> I always yeah. try to remind myself right. of that. Um, because you can be the prettiest peach in the basket and someone still just doesn't like peaches. That's right? true. Although they should come to Ontario in like August because <laughs> they're the greatest peaches ever. But, um, yeah, I think that that physiological response should be a siren to you to listen. Right. It shouldn't, It. I mean, it. I don't want to say it shouldn't be because it's our natural way of responding. But if you can try to course correct that, let it be your teacher. Let yeah. the siren teach you something. And Pay attention to it. Yeah, whether it's talking to someone or journaling or like going for a walk and asking yourself like what is happening in my head right now yeah and then what's the story that I've created about this um what else did we want to talk about oh we were talking uh also about how when we are fearful of something how it can present in different ways so we've talked about like ways physiologically that it can present but we talked about how it can present, um, for example, as judgment. So um, judgment of other people or judgment on ourselves uh, because we're afraid, afraid of something. Or um, a lot of times it can present itself as excuses, creating mm-hmm. excuses for things. Yeah. Well, and to that note, we also talked about like um, emotional stuff. So Fear can equal you turning to anger right. or irritation or frustration, right? So I don't know if – have you ever had that? I'm just thinking like while well, watching a scary movie or something. Yeah. And you're so tense. Yes. And you're just waiting for something to happen and like Steve will like scare me. And I would be like, what is wrong with you? Why are you scared? <laughs> right? And that like anger is sprouted <laughs> from – the fear. Right. And so that's like a, a trivial example. But sometimes if you listen, you'll you like lash out at someone or have a judgment about someone because right. they're doing something that scares you. So, for example, if you were in a place where you were wanting to um, – so you hadn't quit your job and you're still kind of trying to figure out how, how will I ever make this work? How will I ever make the transition from – like doing this administration job that I don't really want to do to being a counselor full time. And then say you come across someone online who's maybe younger than you, who has their own counseling business and they're doing so well. And then you automatically could possibly create judgments on that person. You could think, Oh, well, like that person's probably not married. They probably have no responsibilities. They probably were able to just take a chance right out of school. They mm-hmm. probably, they probably have parents who, like who supported them and gave them lots of money. Like you could make up any story that you yeah, want. This is actually what did happen. Well, there you go. <laughs> and that just comes from your own fear. Yeah. Of either creating that for yourself or not being able to create that for yourself. Yes. Um, yeah. So and sometimes that judgment um, could be in that, like in that example, on someone else, or you could place judgment on yourself in for thinking, your I, like, I'll never be there, mm-hmm. I'll never be able to do that, yeah. um, I'll never be in a situation where I can 
feel comfortable and have my own practice or hire other employees or whatever it might be. I actually was wondering if I had told you that that was how I felt because no. that was exactly <laughs> what happened. No, you didn't. Yeah, I think... I just on the same wavelength. Yeah, you really are. I think that, yeah, that recognition and especially that, I think for me, it was that feeling of like, well, why can't I do that? Right. Like, But what? that's okay, though. Yeah, no, because it, okay it forced thing. me like, to why ask... Why can't I do yeah, that? Yeah, it forced me to ask that question. But no, there was some frustration mixed into that of like wow I should have been quicker to snatch up this office but I don't I'm not able to do this this and this because I have this this and this and that's irritation and that's anger and you know Steve and I had to have a lot of hard conversations about like what things may or may not look like having a very different income and sometimes we were having more short conversations and that's anger from fear right so all of that stuff I think pops up and it's the pain attention like when I was feeling those like shortcomings and that frustration with other people yeah I literally was like this is not about them this is totally about me yeah but it is really hard to do that when you have your emotion in the front seat and your logical brain in the back seat yeah it takes a lot to slow yourself down enough to pay attention. Yeah. But I think that's just the important thing is recognizing that you need to do that, that you need to slow down and that you need to pay attention in order to be able to figure it all out and to be able to step into that fear and, and just kind of figure it out for what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, like the fear is literally there to, tell you that there's something happening yeah there's something to listen to or something to walk towards or run away from if it's a walking dead episode yeah well we yeah because we we talked about how um like if we are if we don't step into that fear and if we do shy away from it or hide or run away or avoid it or pretend it's not there then how do we ever move forward how do things ever change or grow or evolve for us as a human being Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think that you you can grow or change or unless you're doing something a little bit crazy (laughs) 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 but you're right I mean I do think like the biggest growth comes from the you know the all these different circumstances and things we put ourselves through and things yeah. we try. And Getting out of your comfort zone, yeah. doing something different, stepping into your fear, changing things up. And yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's lots of like really good podcasts and books on this topic. And I think it's really interesting. And I think that it's something, I mean, we've been talking about for a while because this is, been on the back of my mind for a long time but honestly it just it all just comes back to listening to yourself and the the voices listen (laughs) Listen to the voices listen to the voices yeah you just need to pay attention and go for a walk and let yourself think something through or journal about it or meditate or go for a run or sit in a pool and on a floaty and contemplate life, but you have to slow yourself down enough to hear what you're saying to yourself to understand what all this means. Yes. 
And that's really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And then you can work on stepping into your fear. But I, for sure, you have to do all that stuff first. Because you need to be able to recognize it. I think that's just really the most important thing is if you, if all of this seems like. I'm not ready to go do some big step. Yeah. You just need to, that's what you first need to do is work on how to recognize. Yeah. How to recognize it when it's happening. Yeah. And these are like, I feel like we both gave really huge examples of stepping into your fear, but I liked like, it could just be that, yeah, you are a singer and you want to perform somewhere or you've really wanted to go on like do a half marathon or you want to be a Pinterest mom run a 5k yeah it could starting a blog it could be anything small like that but if it makes your palms sweat and your heart race and your breath quicken like Amy said and like Mr. Tony Robbins says (laughs) those things are equating just as much to excitement as they are to fear Exactly. One in the same. <laughs> Nyla digs it. <laughs> so we'd love to hear what kinds of stuff uh, scares you. And yeah. Or if you have um, something scary that's going on or a big decision to make or... Yeah. We'd love yeah. to hear what's going on in the lives of all of you. Uh-huh. That would be fun. Yeah. We should do, like, a Q&A. People can ask us for our thoughts on yeah, their fears. Yeah, Yeah. Or just we could do, like, in general Q&A. Yeah. That, that would be super fun. So, anything else? We stepped into fear. We, sh- we, I, we also stepped into fear because we shared some big stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sharing some personal yeah. tidbits on here is... That's scary, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think there's a lot of brave people we know, though, that are going to share some stories I with think us. so, too. Yeah. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we're not afraid that you didn't enjoy it because... We know you You're going to go hit five <laughs> stars. You're going to refresh your subscribe button. Make sure you're getting all of our up-to-date episodes. We've got and, more coming your way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have lots of stuff coming your way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Check in with us. Let us know what you thought. And in the meantime, don't forget to take a little time to connect to your soul. Bye, guys.